Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. He's an NCAA All-American, SEC champion, senior from the University of Georgia. Today, we are sitting down with Camden Murphy. Hello. appreciate you coming on today and taking the time to chat a little bit. Uh, you're just coming off of your fourth NCAA meet. Um, let's, and I'd like to start there. Can you just take me through the meet and kind of how you felt about it overall? Yeah. Um, actually it was my third because I didn't go last year um, in 2020, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was actually, re- we were really excited to swim. I was just excited to go to NCAA because I haven't been in two years. So going into the meet, I was really calm and really confident, um, especially just like not just for my swims, um, but like my whole team in general. I knew everybody was going to swim really fast. Um, I felt really good in the water prior to um, both SECs and NCAAs, but I felt better going into to NCAAs, I think. Um, just, I think I stayed up in weights a little bit longer. And so I just felt a little bit stronger, but yeah, the whole week was just really, really exciting. We didn't think we were going to get to that point probably like two weeks before we were like, okay, I guess it's really happening when the women were going to their NCAAs. So, um, the whole meet was just a really, really fun experience. It was super, super exciting for everybody. Yeah. Can you take me through your swims in particular and kind of how you felt about them? Yeah. So, um, I think I scratched the 50, I was supposed to swim the 53, but I scratched it just because I didn't think that I needed to swim it. Um, that's not my strongest event. And I, I thought it was just going to be like a waste of a swim and prelims because I didn't think I was going to make it back. But, um, the hunt, my first individual event, the hunter fly, it felt really good. Um, Definitely wasn't expecting to drop as much time in like a one specific month that I um that I did from SECs to NCs because I think I was forty four seven in SECs and then forty four six in prelims at SEC or at NCAA's and then forty four four in finals and it didn't feel like I was going that fast I just it just felt like a normal race. I really thought that I got like sixth or seventh. Like it didn't feel like I was like flying or anything. So I was, I was actually really surprised with how I swam and I was really happy, but I was definitely more happy with the um, two fly. Cause I finally broke 140. I think I hit 140 um, my sophomore year at SECs. And I, ever since then, I've just trying to break, break that. So going 139.99, I was, very close. I, I was really, really happy with that, especially like my last like collegiate swim. I was just happy to get it over with and just happy to finally break 140. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like, you know, like you said, you hit PRs, uh, you had good swims, you, you were in a finals and both and placed really high in those butterflies. And then, um, I mean the, the Georgia relays and the team effort as a whole, uh, you guys finished fourth, you got a trophy, you placed, uh, the highest, 
UGA finish for the men's side since 1997. Was that something you guys had in mind coming into the meet, especially coming off of SECs where you almost caught Florida for that team title? Yeah, it was definitely something that I was thinking. I, it, we were in like a weird situation since only four guys on the team out of the 14 of us have been to NCAAs. And so all of these younger guys didn't really like, and not, not, not necessarily like care that much about NCs, but they didn't just, they were more, I think a lot of people were more focused on SECs and winning that title. And SECs is just like a really fun and competitive meet. So I thought, I think a lot of people thought that was like, oh, this is the best meet ever. But I was like, no, I think we really can do well at NCAAs. And hopefully get top four, top five. And um, I th- I knew, like, I was telling other people, I was like, I really think we can get top four. And, and everyone else was like, I don't know, we're going to have to have, like, a perfect meet. And I was like, I don't know if we're going to have to have, like, a perfect meet because we've been swimming really well all year all year um, around since the very first meet to SECs. We've been having, like, really, really good swims. And everyone's, everyone was improving so much, so... I, I definitely thought that we could get top four easily. Yeah. And having been a senior on the team, having been through this process a lot, you know, you said, you mentioned there, there have been good swims all year. Um, did you notice anything in particular that kind of added to that or that you attribute that to not only, you know, the team's end of season success, but just the whole year? Um, I personally think that, at least for like me and a lot of the guys, I feel that we kind of benefited from not really training that much in the spring and summer. I didn't train at all last spring. And then over the summer, I, I didn't really train that much over the summer. I just kind of trained a little bit. And then once the season kind of like got green light and they're like, okay, we're actually going to have a season. We're going to go through with everything. Everyone actually started really training. And I just think having that like, um, that break just to recover, like have your body recover for a long period of time was really, really helpful. And I personally didn't think that I was going to swim that fast when I got back. I think I, I swam like a best in season time at USC versus UGA. I, I went like a 46, like 46, eight or 46, nine for my first dual meet. I know I've never swam that before. And so I think just, taking a really long break and having my body relax and recover and then getting back in it and trying to like see where I was trained before and then just trying to go faster than what I was doing in March, I guess. Cause yeah, that, that, that long break, I like kind of like didn't really know what I was doing in the water. I was just kind of training um, when I got back. So I was just doing anything and everything just to get better, I guess. Yeah. Can you tell me about that break for you personally a little bit? Because obviously everyone's COVID situation was different, especially from March to August. And then I feel like at least everyone was kind of able to get back on their respective campuses if they were in college and kind of have whatever situation their college had. But um, what, what was it like for you from March to April or sorry, March to August? How long were you actually out of the water? Yeah, so once it was a really weird time after they like officially canceled NCAAs because we were we were doing like takeovers and and stuff 
and it was like I think Thursday morning and I remember Jack was like oh yeah we're gonna have a good meet like I have a good feeling about this and then I think it was like five like four hours later like everything was canceled and I think everyone was just kind of everyone didn't really know what to do because we were all it, it was different like if you just came off of a championship meet but like we were supposed to go to a championship meet so like when you're like starting to rest and taper and you feel really good like it's just weird to just stop everything that you're doing and so I think I swam like one or two days right after they canceled NCAAs but then it definitely looked like we weren't gonna be swimming for a while so I went home and I went home from like mid-March to I think like early June and I didn't swim all from all of that time. And then in June, I started swimming um, at this separate pool that wasn't at George or at UGA. It was at a totally different pool. And that was from like June to July. And then I think in August, I stopped swimming again. And then I started swimming again in September. So yeah, it was, it was, it was very chaotic for me yeah what what was the august to september hiatus why why was that brought about yeah so i actually was gonna quit swimming i um i basically told all my my coaches my parents and my teammates that i was like i think i'm gonna be done um and so i think there was like we had like our first practice back and i like was too scared to like tell my coaches and they're like, Camden, where are you? And I was like, oh yeah, I, I don't think I'm gonna come back. And um, it was just a really, really hard time, especially at that point, because we didn't really know, sorry, my cat's like, <laughs> sorry about that. He's like all on my window. Okay, sorry. Um, we, I didn't know if we were actually gonna have a season and I didn't wanna start the season um, and then like, you know, get back into shape and then they cancel everything once again because that just wasn't a fun time in March. And so I was like, I think I just, I just should just be done right now because after not swimming over the summer, I was like, okay, this is kind of nice not swimming. I might just take a break. And that break, I was like, okay, I think I might just be done because I want like a normal college experience. But um, they all, a lot of people convinced me to come back. And so I started training again and it, it was a re- it was really hard trying to get back into it but um I just I think I have such a good base from my club team that I it didn't take too long for me to get um back into shape. Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean yeah it was obviously a hard time in a lot of different ways but I mean it makes a lot of sense but that's um that's a big decision and it seemed I'm it I'm happy as a fan. You decided to come back, Thank but uh, <laughs> yeah. But so uh, you went home in March. Where's home for you? Michigan. Okay. And so, what were you doing from that time while not in the pool? Yeah. So basically, I was just I was trying to still do like cardio um, and like legs and abs. So I was just running a lot and just doing a lot of ab and core workout core workouts and um i was running a lot actually sorry um i was i I just tried to like keep my legs just as in shape as possible without a pool so 
just doing anything that I could do to keep my legs up, I guess. Yeah. And then outside of, uh, you know, training your body physically, um, how are you, how are you spending your time in those few months? Um, wait, like, and like which months, like over the summer. Sorry. Yeah. So from, um, the, t- at the time you were home from March to June, just, you know, in quarantine <laughs> stuck at home. Um, what, what were you doing? Did you, did you pick up new hobbies? Were you doing puzzles? Um, oh, so yeah, I, um, a bunch of us actually, we got like animal crossing over, I think in like March or April. And a lot of us are playing that. Um, and I still was, I was still in classes technically. So I was doing like doing my classes and, um, you know, playing Animal Crossing with my friends. Like we had a lot of group chats. I even met like some girl from like, I think like Germany or some or somewhere who like came to my island. It was, so it was, it was really fun. But I, cause I really just want to stay in like a schedule. So I would work out in the morning for around like two hours and then you know, like play Animal Crossing for a few hours, do homework. And I just do that every day, basically. And it was a pretty good schedule. Like I didn't get bored. I, it was fine. That's a big, that's a big one. <laughs> I feel like boredom was, was a, uh, a silent killer during, during those months. Um, yeah. But I, how, how important was just having that routine or schedule for you, especially being so accustomed to it as a swimmer? Yeah, it's actually really important to me because I just think having a schedule like that just keeps me sane. Because if I didn't, if I was just working out like whenever, and then if I didn't have that schedule, I definitely would have gotten bored. And usually like when I get bored, I get lazy too. And I mean, not not that I had to do anything back then, but um, I just, I just always kind of have to stay active. I don't know. I'm just kind of like that. Like both my parents or like that, they always have to stay active. Um, I always feel that I, ha- I need to stay active doing something. So, yeah. And, and so then you, you get back to Georgia. Um, you're swimming for a while. You almost quit. You don't. And then, you know, the season kind of gets rolling and you get back in shape. Um, again, it, it seemed like the, the dogs were swimming well from the beginning of the season. Um, did you feel your, did you, did you feel the impact of being a senior and a leader on the team at that time? Um, yeah, that was one of the reasons why I did actually want to keep swimming. I just want to like set an example that like swimming all like to swim all four years for like these younger swimmers on the team. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I like to lead by example, I guess. And a lot of people told me that they look they looked up to me like I didn't re- like it was when I was telling everybody that I was going to be done a lot of people told me that they looked up to me and I didn't realize that and um I didn't realize like that you know I help people train harder and faster and a lot of people like to train with me and so I was like okay well maybe I should just keep swimming just to kind of you know set an example of that because I feel a lot of people do say they want to quit or do quit and then come back and that was like the first time I ever actually like really was going to quit I never actually like thought about quitting something like when I was younger or anything and 
And then did that, I mean, did you feel the impact of that once, once you did kind of come back, um, being a leader, did that make a pretty big difference for you when you were back in the pool? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think it was just nice having, I, I liked swimming with new people. So it was just nice having like some new freshmen come in, um, and they were really fast. So it was really fun training with them. And I, I try not to think of like what other people do, but I mean, like, I know that people are trying to train with me, but I don't really like, I don't want to say like, I don't care what other people do, but it's just kind of like, I try to like stay focused on what I'm doing. And yeah, I just kind of went from there. Yeah. And then, you know, I know you guys had three seniors on your medley relay. Um, you and and Javier were certainly big individual scorers and relay impact players, swimmers at uh, at NCAA's. Did was it cool to go out with that senior class? You know, start to finish, especially in the way that you guys did finish at, at NCAA's and SECs. Yes, it was actually we we do have a really good senior class, and it was just a nice to have like a really solid group of guys at NCs and um, SECs. But yeah, it was really exciting for Javi to come back um, after redshirting last year. And um, all, like our whole entire senior class, like whether they were there or not, like everybody was so supportive. Um, I love training with all of them and I love hanging out with all of them. I feel like we just had like a really, really solid class, just all of us. And um they're also part of the reason why I wanted to come back because I really enjoy um, swimming with my class too. They're all just great and great trainers, all of them. <laughs> so we've talked about training and I've been to Georgia. I've seen some of the workouts, but for you personally, um, what, what is, what does Georgia training look like and who are some of the people that you train with regularly? So um, we do a lot of, we do a lot of emphasis on like long course and um, I, I would definitely say a lot, like a lot of long course and um, a lot of like 200 pace and we really work on our back half. And that's what I've always, I've always been kind of a back half swimmer. So doing a lot of back half, back half, back half work is um, really benefited me, especially these last few years. And um I think we all train in like different groups because we have so many different practice times. And especially in the beginning of the year, um, we all actually couldn't train together. So I didn't train with a lot of people at the beginning of the year. But like I actually swim with Dakota a lot in fly group. We do a lot of fly together. Um, and Javi, we do a lot of sprint sprint stuff together and sprint group and main group but a lot of people do kind of like their own thing um like I switch from sprint group and main group a lot and I do I am group but I also don't swim I am so like it's just kind of like based off like what you think that you need um like I've, I've even done like distance group I think once before SECs last year um I used to do like freestyle group instead of I am group but I also I always do fly group because that's obviously my best stroke, but, um, I mean, I trained with so many people, like I started training more with Luca, um, probably the last 
few months because he injured himself a little earlier that in the year. So I didn't train with him as much in the beginning, but we started training with each other towards the end. And that was really helpful for both of us. Um, like I love doing kick sets with Andrew um, Abruzzo. He's probably like one of the best kickers that I've ever like kicked with. Like we always just try to like battle out and practice. Like if we're doing the same thing, because I'm a sprinter and he's a distance swimmer. So like most of the time we're not swimming together, but when we do, like we do love to do kick sets. So that's probably like my favorite thing is kicking. <laughs> uh, there's so much to unpack here. First of all, why do you, do you get to choose what group you go to or is that chosen for you by the coaches? Um, it's, it, it kind of like depends who you are, I guess. I think most, for most people you have, I think for most people, the coaches choose for you just, um, I think just cause they know what's best for everybody. Um, my first two years, I didn't really choose where I, where I was, but after um, a while and seeing what worked for me, I started moving over to different things and then seeing what didn't work for me and I'd move back from other groups. So I think like the old, like the older you get, I think the more say you have in where you should go, because I guess like you would know what, what's best for your body and you know, like how the training works for you. So, yeah. That makes sense. And that, that also seems like a good system with, with a lot of trust on the, I guess on the coaches and the athletes part, which is pretty yeah. cool. Um, so what, uh, tell me about I am group. Why, why did you go there? Even though, like you said, you didn't swim. I am. Um, I don't know, Jack, see, that's like, I didn't really have a choice over that. My freshman year, Jack told me that I should do. I am group. He said, it'd be good for me. Um, I mean, I swam like the two I am in high school. So I guess I kind of was an I and I'm like, all right at backstroke. But um, I actually don't mind I am group all the time. Like it kind of depends when I'm like, if it's long course, I am group, like, I don't really mind it that much. But short course, sometimes I don't like it so much. Um but I, I noticed that it really does help me. And I, I like racing the people in the IM group because they really kick my ass. And so I think just like doing things that make me really uncomfortable, I know that helps me a lot. So just getting outside of my comfort zone and doing things that I may not necessarily like, but I know that will help me in the long run. Hmm. Why, why, why do you prefer long course I am group, but not so much short course I am group. Um, I don't know. That's actually a good question. I'm just, I don't know because I, that's a really good question because I, I'm better at short course, but I think, um, I think it's harder long course. I, I am group is definitely a lot harder long course for me. And I think I just like being challenged. So I just like it a lot more, I guess. And, um, when you have to race like Nick and Mal and, and Chase and Jay, like in their, their like best field, it just really humbles you. And I just, you just see like what they can do and you're like, Oh, wow, that's really good. I want to do that too. So I think that's just why I prefer that. Yeah. That, that sounds like it would be humbling. Uh, which is, I think that that is a pretty cool thing about you that you, that you prefer that, uh, 
That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but uh, okay, so so back to the training groups. You 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 are a you, you said you're a back halfer. You've always been kind of that's that's been a sweet spot for you in your races. I feel like I've seen you win SEC titles 15 times where you were not in the lead at the halfway mark of the race. And then you, you come back to, to take the lead, um, and win the races. I, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I'm guessing it comes down to having confidence in your races and your training, but how in those situations, especially at the conference championships or, or any races that stick out to you, I mean, how do you keep your head like that and really know that you're going to have it coming home? Yeah, it is really stressful. A lot of times I don't know. Like, I think in the Hunter Fly at SECs, I, I didn't even know that I won. I thought I got, like, third or fourth. So, honestly, most of the time I don't know, like, how fast I'm coming back. I just – if I see someone around me, I just want to run them down. Um, I like racing people. And so if there's someone to race next to me, then, then I just kind of, like – do my own thing or honestly like just race them i just love racing people has there is there a time that sticks out to you a race a few races where you really <clears throat> thought you executed that race plan well or you were like oh i don't think i did execute this that well um i would say my two fly my sophomore year um at SCCs, I think that was like one of the best races that I had. Actually, I don't know. I think maybe NCAA's in the two flight um, last week or two weeks ago. I think that was like my best race execution I've ever had. I've always, I think I was like 22, like five. And I've always struggled on my second 50. And I finally, I think I was, I've always been like 48, but I was like 47 mid. And I just needed to get like that first 100 down. And then, cause I, I know that I have a good back half, but I was always kind of afraid to go out fast just because I was always scared to die. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just had to go out really fast, try to go out 47. And I knew that I would have a real, like a fine back half and I wouldn't come back, you know, like 31 or something. So I think that was definitely one of my best like race strategies that i had going into a race i guess mm -hmm. the, you, you mentioned to fly your sophomore year at secs that's the year when you passed maxime right at the end yeah. of the race mm -hmm. that was pretty epic <laughs> thank you um <clears throat> sorry i that like that's like a thumbnail that's in my my brain when i think of you i think of that race um because it's, it was, it was a really, it was a really great race, really great race execution. Um, so, so when training butterfly, do you have any favorite things you do or any, or any trade secrets that you've acquired over your time at Georgia of like, all right, this is, this is how you get good at butterfly. Um, I mean, yeah, I just do like a lot of underwaters. Um, I think that's just my favorite thing. I just do it all the time even like when i'm not comfortable doing it just again like trying to go outside my comfort zone and like really working on my breathing pattern um and breath control in practice so like 
if we're doing like 50s or something pace then i'll do like a 25 breathing going down and then 25 not breathing coming back and that usually is really hard for me i haven't done that in a few months but that was something that i i remember doing my sophomore year a lot and i think that like really helped my two fly and my hunter fly that last 25 um thrive so i think just doing a lot of breath control and underwater is just something i've always just loved doing you have so so what's your breath can, what what how how do you breathe in butterfly and and what's your kick count um so i breathe every stroke in the 100 and 200 um except in the 100 the last 25 i usually don't breathe um and then the 200 i usually take like one like the first breath on the first um the breakout stroke and then i don't breathe into the wall i think um that's usually harder <laughs> especially after like a 200 that's usually really really hard but um in my kit counts different for the 100 and 200 it's it's all really different like I think so like the 100 it's like 10 or 11 kicks and then the 200 like six or I would say like the first 100 or like 125 I do like six or seven kicks and then the last 75 or last 50 i do like 10 and i do them just like faster and quicker i guess and just like um with more power so i, I do more at the end and then i just kind of like build each 25 and each 50. and do, do you have a favorite set that stands out to you when, when you're thinking 100 or 200 butterfly work um Anytime we do like 75s fast, like whether it's like descend or um, strong, I just, I love doing 75s fly. <laughs> I don't know. I just, cause I feel like it's really good for both the hundred and the 200. Um, even like pace fifties, like those are really good. But I think like a few weeks ago we were doing like this set that was like a 75 fast and then like a, 25 easy and then like a hundred like strong or like a hundred like fast but it was freestyle so I did fly on the 75s and freestyle on the free and I just kept getting faster and I just yeah I just enjoy that (laughs) that seems that seems good I and I totally agree with you that makes sense that 75s kind of work both that 100 and 200 rhythm depending on how you're focusing or what you're doing Mm -hmm. Um, so, so to wrap up here, Camden, what, what is, what, what are you looking like moving forward? Are you done swimming currently? Are you, or do you, do you have an end date in sight? So right now I'm actually taking a break. Um, since I took a break last year and I thought that was really helpful. I'm going to take another break and I'm not going to go to trials this summer. So I just want to like relax. Um, go home, spend time with my family, um, travel a little bit. And then I'll kind of, I don't really know what's going to happen moving forward. Um, I'm going to still be in Athens for school. So I'm not completely sure what I'm going to do. And I think just having that physical and mental break will help me kind of decide like if I want to keep swimming or not. Um, Because I think like 
like I said before, it really helped last year. And I think just having that break from swimming is really benefits me. So I think that's just the best thing I should do right now. Makes total sense. And so is that um, extra year of NCAA eligibility something you would consider when, you know, after this break? Or do you think if you did keep swimming, you would just go to the professional side immediately? Um, yeah, I don't see. I liked um, college swimming, but it is a lot. <laughs> and I don't know if I really want to do it. Um, for a fifth time I mean like yeah I did miss NCAAs my junior year but um, like that's not I and I do love NCAAs but like that's not something like I'm like oh I need to do it so I don't think I'm gonna swim another year of college I think I'll just maybe focus on like yeah swimming pro or something later down the line and if if you did end up coming back to swimming um, what do you think your motivator would be? What, why do you think you would continue to do it? Whether that would be, you know, make an Olympic team or go to ISL or just cause you like doing it. Um, I think, well, I really, um, I was gonna have like a definite definitive, like end date after NCAAs, but I wasn't expecting myself to go as fast as I did. And I don't know, I felt like I'm not like disappointed with my swims, but I felt that I personally could have gone faster. Maybe, I don't know. And I mean, a lot of people, a lot of the post-grads have, post-grads have kind of been like trying to convince me to keep swimming. And, you know, they make convincing arguments when they're Olympians <laughs> and American record holders. So I don't know. I'm just taking it one step at a time, just seeing what works best for me. Gotcha. Understood. Well, Camden, it's been uh, a treat talking to you today. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat. Any parting thoughts before we sign off? Um, no, I don't think I have any. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.